Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? Well, did you guys know that Blockbuster is back in business in L.A.? I did, a pop-up. I heard yeah, about this. kind of, kind of, because it's all thanks to an immersive throwback experience at the limited-time Blockbuster Speakeasy pop-up bar. It's inspired by the original video stores, of course, designed to take fans that are 21 and over back in time for a nostalgic experience. The Blockbuster pop-up bar is located on Melrose Avenue in Los Angeles, and it's open Wednesday to Sunday every week. But you have to get tickets ahead of time, which start at $29 for general admission, and that includes one throwback cocktail. And then starting this coming weekend, you can attend a special-themed blockbuster brunch on Saturdays and Sundays throughout the month. But those tickets start at $55 a person, and they come with an entree and one throwback cocktail. So kind of expensive if you ask me, but all the details are on bucketlisters.com. Bucket listers, huh? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They put on all kinds of events. Mm-hmm. Mm. By the way, Alex the Gardener on the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust says, Del Taco has tamales every holiday season. Ain't nobody trying to have that. You got to get tamales from the homie in the minivan at your local grocery store parking facts. lot. That's true, for sure. Hashtag facts. Or my mama. Or or Laura's mama. Why don't we have your mom do like tamale <laughs> catering for all the uh, Circle of Trust? Bro, do you know like, how make hard mom... it is to make no, tamales? You're going to make, make, make some real bank, over, uh, an oven to do that? We should make some bank. You know what? Actually, she didn't really make bank. You mean from you? No, because she, my friend ordered five, cinco docenas, so five dozens. And then Amanda ordered one, and then I paid her for three. But all the ingredients and everything. It costs a lot of money, bro. Inflation. She didn't really make that much, but she made them really good. Not only inflation, but shrinkflation. Have you heard of this? No, tell me about shrinkflation. Oh, man. The New York Times had a great story about this last week. Shrinkflation. It's basically the best way to describe it is, okay, you go to the grocery store, Mm -hmm. and- Let's say you buy a bag of potato chips. Yes. Okay. That's, That's like the perfect say. example. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where they're putting less in there. It's more air, mm-hmm. less chips. Yep. When yeah, you, when you. Mothers. The yeah. packages look like they're the same size, but, but they put not. less stuff in them. Correct. Yeah. And so they keep it the there, same price. There, there is a lot of or that higher. stuff going on across all sorts of food items specifically, uh-huh. and it's called shrinkflation. Wow. Yeah. I wonder if they're doing that at restaurants too. Like, you know what? No one's going to know the difference they that the portion are. is smaller yeah. here now yeah. than it was. Although we probably are. could be oh, like better off if they That's did smaller true. portions at restaurants. Well, I had the chips thing because I, you know, we bought chips over the weekend and we're like, these are the same size, but we definitely didn't get as much as you would normally get. And we're like, what the F? But yeah, it's because of that. Shrinkflation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shrinkflation. So now, Cappy, at your next dinner party with Rachel's uh, snooty friends, you can just say, hey, have you heard of shrinkflation? Yeah, it's not a bad call. Um, actually, we did have a party, a holiday party this past weekend. I saw weekend. it was you and a bunch of women. I'm, now, was that something you were dragged to or something that you wanted to be at? No, that was Friday night, George. That was Friday night. That was not Saturday night. That was oh, not the sorry. Saturday party. Yeah. It's all right. But the party... Um, <laughs> but were you dragged to the one on Friday? No, no, no. That was I put that one on myself, you know? Mm. Me and four ladies, come on. Yeah. 
You know, but uh, the party that I went to on Saturday night, I'll just give you an idea. Um, somebody decided they wanted to order tequila shots at the bar. These people's amazing, incredible right. house, like over the top party production, the whole deal. And um, so I handed a guy one of these shots of tequila and he goes, what kind of tequila is it? And I went, hey, hold on a second. Where, you see this party we're at right now? You think that they're going to spare any expense on they're going to give you crappy tequila? And the guy went, you know what? You're right. Cheers. And we did that shot of tequila together. Right there on the spot. Nice. Good for you. Snooty, I don't know. I mean, just maybe a little over the top, but it was an amazing party. <laughs> amazing party. I'm glad. I see you didn't fight back, though, on that. So. Well, I mean, shout out to my boy, David. It's, you know, he, David. He put out one incredible party. We were all teasing him the entire time. Yeah. Dude, I mean, this, this party is like, you know, a small country's gross domestic product. Yeah. I mean, what's going on here? Yeah. Uh, so just be careful with shrinkflation, bro. That's all I'm telling you. Okay. I appreciate that. And the audience as well. Be careful with shrinkflation. All right. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. By the way, Crosstalk an hour ago was brought to you by our friends at Coors Light. I was supposed to read that like an hour ago. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started with Coors Light. Are or you somebody kidding me? was. Yeah. You have any idea how many Coors Lights I drank this weekend? A lot. Yeah. Keeping California chill. Coors Light. Yeah, there you go. Hey, let's talk to Blake. Let's talk baseball. Jeff Passan is going to join us at 6. We got our guy Blake Harris here for a couple of minutes. So, Blake Harris... Clayton Kershaw, one year, $20 million. You, if you had to give it a letter grade, if you were a teacher today, what would you give it? I'd give it an A+++. I mean, the fact that Clayton Kershaw's back in Dodger Blue is fantastic. And I think I said this a few weeks ago on the show, guys. It didn't matter what the dollar would be. Even if he was getting Justin Verlander money, I think getting Clayton Kershaw back with the Dodgers was probably the biggest priority this offseason. And the fact that they did it within the first few weeks of the offseason was huge. So you're getting back, you know, the franchise icon. Can't get better than that. You know, it's very funny you say that, though, that that should be their number one thing that they should do, get back a franchise icon. I mean, is he, is he being brought back for what he's done, or is he being, being brought back for what he still may be able to do? I think both, Scott. I mean, obviously this is a guy that you want to have retire as a Dodger, but Last season, he was one of the better pitchers in all of baseball when he was healthy. I mean, he did miss about a month and a half or so, but when he was on the mound, he still was at the top of his game. It was his best season since he finished second in Cy Young voting back in 2017. So, yeah, you're getting a guy that is going to go down as a Dodger legend, but, again, you're still getting arguably a top 10 to 15 starting pitcher in the National League when you desperately, desperately uh, need some arms to fill out that starting rotation. Blake Harris, our Dodger insider, joins us here normally on Thursdays, but because we only have one show this week, we're smacking in one whole week's worth of shows in one day. Yeah, but it was lucky, too, George, because there was a lot of news coming from no, the winter course. meetings today. Yeah, and you could follow him on Twitter, at BlakeHarrisTBLA. Uh, make sure you subscribe to his Substack, Blake Harris on Substack. Uh, the, inside the Ravine is the podcast, and the kid does the college football, too. He's got uh, YouTube highlights called uh, Harris Highlights. So find him everywhere. The kid is a, he's a, he's a media conglomerate, basically, at this stage. All right, so... He's like LeBron in some ways. Sort of, yes. That's exactly what I think of. When I think of LeBron, I also think of Blake. Right. So, did the Dodgers dodge, pun intended, a bullet with Justin Verlander? I think they did. I mean, we talked about this last week that the Dodgers were heavily rumored you know, to be signing him. And there was a report that came out the other day that pretty much the Dodgers are in. They want to give him two years, but whoever gives him that option for a third year would probably be the winner. And obviously it was the Mets. Now, had the Dodgers signed him to a one-year deal, I would have been okay with it. But this is a guy you have to remember is turning 40 years old next season. 
You're giving him $43 million, so he's going to be tied for the highest-paid pitcher in all of baseball. So, yeah, I get he just won a signing award, but he is a couple years removed from Tommy John surgery, and father time eventually does catch up to everyone. So I am more than okay with the Dodgers not shelling out $43 million to Justin Verlander, which just goes to show again how much of a bargain that Clayton Kershaw deal is. I mean, his deal was for $15 million with a $5 million signing bonus. So you're getting not exactly the exact production, but at half the cost. Give me Clayton Kershaw 10 out of 10 times there. Yep, I'll buy that. But now the thing is, is that Trey Turner moves on today and goes to Philadelphia. It's, I think it's a great move for the Phillies because, you know, now they've got Bryce Harper and Trey Turner for the next 10 years together, in theory, um, at least signed throughout the the, uh, the same amount of time. So what will the Dodgers do now at shortstop? Prediction, Blake Harris. Well, guys, it seems like there's two options at this point. Option one is either you move Gavin Lux over to shortstop and he's your guy, or two, you go to the free agent market now, with Trey Turner out of the equation, it just seems more and more likely that the Dodgers are potentially going to bring in Carlos Correa. There was a report from Bob Nightingale, I think, yesterday saying that executives are pretty much all believing that the Dodgers are the favorite to sign Carlos Correa. So if I were to guess right now, I think it's between those two guys uh, for the starting shortstop for the Dodgers in 2023. And I actually did a poll on this today on Twitter. 8,000 votes and uh, 56% of fans would actually prefer Carlos Correa over Gavin Lux to be their starting starting shortstop. So 8,000 is not a small number. So clearly there's a, a decent amount of Dodgers fans out there that are actually on board with Carlos Correa becoming a Dodger. Uh, listen, I, I think it's like on a collision course at this point, as we've talked about numerous times with you. Um, all right, so – let me ask you a quick question in regards to some of the other Dodger needs. Now, I know everyone's going to want, like, Aaron Judge or whatever. Uh, what do you make of a potential trade for, like, someone like a Brian Reynolds, who's, you know, one of the top center fielders in the game, plays for the Pittsburgh Pirates, just asked for a trade, hit 27 home runs last year. Um, that kid can play. Um, and without Cody Bellinger, potentially, like, what do you make of something a little out of the box like that? George, I'm kind of upset that you just uh, stole my fantastic nugget because I was going to say Brian Reynolds would be an absolutely perfect fit for the Dodgers. Obviously, he was just made available via trade. I don't know how exactly uh, his price is going to look from the Pirates. I'm sure they're going to want a lot. But the Dodgers, they need a center fielder. They need another outfielder. Sure, they have guys like James Outman, Chris Taylor, Trace Thompson. But this is a all-star caliber guy that can be had at a very affordable rate. So I wouldn't be surprised to see the Dodgers make a run to Brian Reynolds because I think it'd be a great addition. Because outside of that, the free agent market isn't looking too hot. So uh, maybe it's Brian Reynolds. Maybe it's another player they potentially make a trade for that no one sees coming. But I like that one, George. Uh, I like you uh, coming out with that hot take. That's a really good one you got there. There you go. I mean, listen, remember the last amount of hot take was Yancy Almonte should be the closer. And I think I feel like I should have been justified in that. They just never pulled the trigger. George, what are you, like, working the winter uh, meetings right now or something? What are you, walking around the hotel lobby like, no, but with your, Beto, with your ear Beto and Clinton are. But, uh, no, I just, I don't know. I, I read. I watch stuff. I mean, Why is Beto going down to the winter meetings? I mean, maybe you don't know. He's Beto's always got something going on. You know? I, know, I mean, Clinton I spoke to today. Clinton was like, yo, I'm at the winter meetings. Let's hook up. Let's hang out. Yeah. I'm like, let's do a beautiful thing. Yeah. Beto's Beto. always got something. You never know what Beto's got going on. He's a hustler. I'll give him that. He is. But yeah, why? You don't. You better speed, get, get yourself up to speed on Brian Reynolds if they make this deal. Well, I've seen Brian Reynolds plenty, um, and I just I don't know. if you know. It's one thing to play in a town like Pittsburgh where there's no pressure at all yeah. because nobody expects you to ever do anything, and you're a good player. But then you get traded and you get put into the middle of a playoff race, and can you really handle it? 
I mean, I've seen plenty of examples where guys have come from Pittsburgh, just as an example, had all-star cred, uh, resumes, and then just didn't really succeed. Yeah. It's a lot easier to play there than it is to play in L.A., I can tell you that. I mean, sure, I guess, but it is also easier to play in a lineup like this one than that one. Fair. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's just I, I've been hearing Brian Reynolds trade rumors for years. Everybody's been wanting to have, have a chance to guy. I know, but the Dodgers, if, if, if I mean, Blake, you would know this way better than the two of us numbskulls. Um, I feel like they've got the assets that the Pirates would want. Yeah. I mean, the Dodgers have the assets to essentially acquire anyone they want and. Again, if they want to, they can offer the Pirates a package that's too good to refuse. But, you know, I agree, Scott. It's different playing in Pittsburgh than L.A. But the beauty with baseball is, again, you can put up numbers anywhere. And the fact that he'd be going from the Pirates' best player to the Dodgers' fifth, maybe sixth, I think it'd be a huge, huge addition. But I'm also not ruling out Aaron Judge, guys. I know there's reports saying it's down to the Yankees and Giants, but we do know the Dodgers are going to be sitting there with like a five-year, $200 million offer. And uh, if he wants a shorter contract, more money per year with some opt-outs, it might be a little enticing to him. So I'm not ruling out not ruling out that one as well, especially because Dave Roberts the other day said that Mookie Betts came to him and said, listen, I'm willing to play second base if we get Aaron Judge. So Mookie's on board, Dave Roberts is on board. The only question is, is Aaron Judge on board? All right, there he is, Blake Harris. Follow him on Twitter at BlakeHarrisTBLA. Uh, the Substack, Blake Harris there as well. He does all the great stuff you're hearing here and much, much more. Uh, kid's doing a fantastic job doing yeoman's work, uh, writing about the Dodgers there on his Substack. Inside the Ravine uh, is the podcast. And go see his college football thing since college football is kind of hot right now. It's uh, Harris Highlights. All right, pal, thank you for joining us as we pack in one week's worth of show in one day. Appreciate you guys for having me on. Thanks as always, and uh, enjoy the rest of your week. All right, Peter Balake. See ya. All right, so Jeff Passan will join us for a little more insight uh, at 6 o'clock, ESPN MOB Insider. So we'll talk to him. But coming up next, Cappy, you and I get back to the Lakers, and guess who's back? Back again. AD's back. Tell a friend. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Love comes first. A place on earth. Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. I love Belinda Carlisle. I loved the Go-Go's when I was a kid, man. Have you ever seen the Go-Go documentary? I haven't, actually. I, I heard good things about it. It's How is very it? good. Yeah? Yeah. yeah I'm surprised Lindsay it. hasn't seen it. Oh, I've seen it. I thought oh, the day it came go. out. There it is. Come on. You guys don't understand. I have literally a list of the documentaries when they come out, and I watch them as soon as they come out. God, Which reminds me, there's a really good one coming out that you guys would like, especially you, Laura. It's about Miss Cleo. Ooh, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, call yeah. me now. Yep. Can we talk That's about what it's called. That, it's yeah. like, call me now. Miss yeah. Cleo's life or something. Yeah, Belinda, man. <sighs> Smoking. Oh, man. Back in the day. When Still, she was the today. The go-go's, though. But I mean, yeah. seriously, like when you were a teenage boy and she was like the lead singer and like all those cool videos and stuff. I'm telling you, man. She was it for a long time in the 80s. Uh-oh. Love you, Belinda. I- I'm going to need to go. My oh, car where? just told me my alarm is going off in the garage downstairs. Uh-oh. Really? So really? I'm serious. I'm going to have to go downstairs. So you um, may can have you, to take wait, this. but just for the fun of it all, you ready? Can you call in on yeah, the hotline? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hear what let's yeah. hear what happens here. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'll call you back. All right, so George is about to now leave the radio broadcast at his house because his phone has alerted him that his alarm- I'm not in my house. I'm at the He's studio, the dummy. Studio. Oh, my, my B, my B, my B. So now George- Oh, so this- tell. This makes it, well, you know what? I should have known that because yeah. uh, when we started the show, bing, da-da, bing, mm-hmm. bing, da-da, do. When George is at home, he's always like five seconds late with the bing, da-da, do. <laughs> you know what I mean? But today he was right on time. Be, ba-da, ba. Okay, so he's got, oh, now this makes it that much more interesting to me. I mean, this is not just walking downstairs and going into your garage or your driveway. This is going downstairs into LA Live. What's going on with his car? Maybe somebody wants a piece of that thing. Maybe, mm-hmm. or probably, my guess is that somebody like, was admiring it because it's a pretty sweet ride. It is. Mm-hmm. And, or sled, as Cappy would say. And they probably got a little too close to it and they were just like, whoops. That's what I think. Yeah, when I you got. though, his phone alerts him. Yeah, okay. check on my car. Mine does too, but. Um, no, mine ain't that fancy. That's... Even though it's 2021, it ain't that fancy. They, usually they have like the, the apps now where you can like sync your car with the I apps. do have an app, but you got to pay for that. I'm a little broke right now. So okay. We're not paying for that. Yeah, I feel like my uh, the Mazdas that my kids drive, they all have like um, apps that are affiliated with the car. So like, for example, if I'm like, hey, I can't find the keys. Can you open the car? Oh, yeah. Mine does that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty Wait, cool. Wait, don't you also get like notifications from the My Life 360 apps? Um, when for their what? cars have issues? No, I don't oh, use. I thought it was connected I don't, to the I don't car. use Life Three Hundred and Sixty in that way. What no. is it? What is it called? Is it Life Three Hundred and Sixty? Yeah, Life Three Hundred and Sixty. Oh. That's how I monitor my kids. That's so crazy to me. Yeah. Still. Matter of fact, it's funny you guys both say that because the uh-huh. other night when I was out um, with these other, I was out with three, four ladies. As a matter of fact, oh, just want to put that out there that I was out me by myself, me one man, four ladies. Just right. so you guys know. So- Okay. Rachel's and, friends got it. And, right, and I opened up Life 360, and one of the girls was like, oh, you're using Life 360. I live on Life 360. I'm following all my kids on Life 360. I'm like, yeah, me too. Take, take a lot of heat over it. but No, I look, I, get, I don't have kids, Cappy. So I, as a person who doesn't have kids, I, I don't get that, right? But like for me, I personally was like, eh. Like it's a little weird, but okay. I get it because, you know, this world is crazy right now. I understand. I understand where you were at. Mm-hmm. So where were we? Right before George was leaving, because he got an alert that his car alarm is going off, and he's got to go. So now you got to leave the studio, mm-hmm. take the elevator, down the stairs, right. into the parking lot, mm-hmm. and he didn't. Call, he's not like calling in. Like I think it would be interesting to have him call in. Well, from where he's at, he is. He's he's stopping at the security desk to have one of those guys go go out with him just to make sure, sure. there's no funny business. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Well, Taking yeah. security with him. Wouldn't you? I would. I would never even think about that. <laughs> but then you have Life 360 on your kids. You got to think about you too, man. Yeah, man. I would never think about that. I'd just be like, okay, I got to go downstairs. My alarm is going off. Let me go down there and turn it off because it's probably annoying the living hell out of everybody else. Nah, I would take a security. Wouldn't you, Lindsay? Yeah, definitely. Especially yeah. with us being women, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I would. That would be my first thought. Like, you know, Well, what if somebody's Alex? down there trying to break into his car, then like, if he doesn't have security with him, what's he going to do? Come back right? up and you then know, they get know, everything. You know, George is a world-class 
karate expert. You know this, right? True, but we don't know what other people have with them. So. Right, but he, yeah, he could right. probably disarm people and you know take on 10, 12 people at the same time, if he, like Steven Seagal style, if he needed to. I don't doubt that he could do that, but he's also now in his 40s with two kids, so you mm. know. Better be so safe maybe, than sorry, Cap. Yes. Maybe not, huh? Just saying, Cap. Okay, Just all right, saying. very good. All right, well, um, I want to say this. Because, actually, this gives me a chance to kind of take a little breather. Because George wanted to get back to Anthony Davis. And I do, too. I think it's a fascinating story in that how did he go from looking like he was playing, like, kind of hurt to all of a sudden going onto this offensive explosion. And I want to wait for George to get back to that. But, guys, this weekend, starting on Friday, I can't think of a better sports weekend of the year frankly you had friday night usc playing in the pac-12 championship game which obviously things did not go the way we who were rooting for usc wanted it to go down saturday morning did you guys wake up at seven o'clock in the morning to watch team usa versus the netherlands did you watch that nope i woke up at 5 30 but absolutely did not watch the game so neither of you guys watched the game Mm-mm. wow no. wow did you hell yeah mm. 6 50 i was up making coffee I was in a bathrobe. I was sitting on the couch, and I was I was waiting to watch this game. So excited! For you guys, you, you guys did not watch Team USA. Wow! No, I, I I I was getting ready to host a ugly sweater party, so I didn't have time. At seven o'clock in the morning, you were getting ready to host a, a party. Well, I was getting everything ready. You know, the food. I had to go go pick it up from my mom's, and there's a lot of planning. You know, that goes on when you have something. So, okay. Yeah. Well, that was Saturday morning, and then that turned into all these championship games on Saturday. I wanted to see chaos in college football. USC lost on Friday night. TCU lost in their championship game on Saturday. Somehow stays at number three. Okay, Ohio State moves up to number four. They're in the college football playoff. Okay, fine. Then Saturday night, you still have more of these games. And, I mean, you still had the Michigan-Purdue game, and you still had Clemson-North Carolina. For those of you that are college football junkies like me, you're watching all this kind of stuff. Turn it right into Sunday, right into the NFL weekend. I mean, seriously, what a great weekend if you were a sports fan this past weekend. But was I alone in all of this, or were you guys not watching all this? I mean, I was watching all the college football, but I don't, I mean, I'm not really into the World Cup, and I'm also not really into getting up at 7 in the morning on, on a weekend. But I watch college football, and I watch football. You know, I set my alarm for football because i got to set my fantasy lineup, watch the games. Um, it was kind of chaos, or at least you thought it would be somewhat chaos in college football. didn't really pan out that way, but, you know, go Buckeyes. Yeah, I mean, TCU loses their championship game and stays right where they are. And the whole argument is, well, what are you going to do? Put in somebody like Alabama with the losses that they have so far this year? So TCU got really lucky. And how about USC? USC goes from in the playoff at number four, lose the championship game to Utah, and then drop all the way to 10. So I loved it, man. I loved this weekend. I knew that uh, George wanted to cram everything we had into just one show today because we're going to be off all week, although me and Mason are going to get together and do our first show ever on Friday. But, man, I want, I'm glad we had a chance to take a little bit of a breather here. All right, what happened to George's car? We will all find out together when he returns, presuming that he does return. Plus, coming up next, it is time for Radio Tinder. So stay tuned. George, what happened? And Tinder next. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks, Christopher! Well, before By the I way, get I in, knew there was a Popeye movie. I didn't either. I looked. No, I did. I, I was. I didn't know there was. I don't no, think Robin, anybody did. Robin Williams. No, no. I guys, this yeah, is right up Robin, my alley. Robin, Robin Williams and Shelley Duvall. And we can get into this in a second. I think it was Shelley Long. No, that's yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. The lady so, from The Shining, right? I was thinking more from Cheers, but okay. Oh, I thought it was the lady from The Shining. But anyway, George is here. Let's find out what's going on with this car. All right. Georgie? Live from the parking garage. Georgie, what's up, man? I'm actually not in the parking garage anymore. I'm on my way back upstairs. Um, but what I would say is that uh, the car is safe. Someone, I guess, must have tried to open uh, the car, but the car alerted me, and that's why the alarm went off. And whoever it was uh, ran off, is my guess. Really? So do we have security, security footage of this? Uh, I'm sure there is, but, I, you know, whatever. What are you going to do? Like, I, you know, the car is fine. I've moved the car close to the elevator now. I don't think there's any issues. All right, this is good well, news. Well, that was anticlimactic. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, well, I'm kind of glad my car's there, though. Facts. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, George. anticlimactic. What would you rather? My car being somewhere on Olympic Boulevard right now? <laughs> no, no. I was hoping that you'd, like, catch the guy in action, try to break into your car, and there'd be, like, a whole, like, you know, you were going to, like, take him down with your black belt karate moves. Well, I also told the security to come down with me, so there were guys, there were multiple security guards approaching at the same time as I was approaching, so we were all Were they Were they using unison. their walkie-talkies, like, yo, meet us in the... the uh, the garage on this level, you know, did they do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm, they did. And there was four security guards there waiting for me as wow. I got there. Now, I, George, will tell you that when Lindsay said that you alerted security and asked them to come with you, I was like, for what reason? And um, they're like, because what if there's a perp? And I'm like, well, George will just kick ass. He's a black belt. But I didn't think about that. I would never have asked for security to go with me. Good move by you. Yeah, that's why I'm the smart one in this equation. <laughs> that's why I'm the tough one in this equation, because I'm a bad man. No, that's why you're the one that gets uh, stuff happened to him. Yeah, really you would have been, you would have totally gotten your ass kicked, and your car would have been stolen. Yep. What do you mean? There was nobody at your car. Well, but maybe there was, so at least there would have been five people there to approach one this person. Yeah, but I wouldn't have got my ass kicked because there was nobody there. But maybe there was. Well, was there? There wasn't, but had there been in a hypothetical situation, I was at least there with four other people. So they would have done the, you know, they would have taken care of things? Or well, we could have handled it between five people, I would imagine, yes. Unless there was five people trying to steal my car, then we would have been one-on-one in that well, scenario. Well, I said that you could have taken on five people with your black belt skills. I doubt five. Okay. Yeah. Four, maybe. Maybe two, depending on how short one of them would be. <laughs> You'll have to qualify that later because it's radio tender time, my man. Oh, let's go. All right, just making sure, you know, we got the, got all that stuff taken care of and out of the way. 
Yeah, we're all good. Car's safe. But how cool is that that my car alerted me? Somebody was messing That's with dope. it. Yeah. One time mine alerted me and it was just a bird. No. Oh. So I think mine's a little too sensitive. Maybe, yeah. Anyway, so WWE co-CEO Stephanie McMahon recently spoke at a business summit where she revealed that the company is considering getting into boxing. She said that she thinks boxing is currently difficult for fans to follow. Quote, world titles are all over the place. It's hard to keep track of who's the true champion of given weight divisions. And I think that we could help fix that space. She said that boxing's fractured nature could benefit from the same organization that her father Vince McMahon imposed on pro wrestling. Do you guys think that WWE would be successful as a boxing promotion? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Well, I mean, they've got the platform already, right? So I think there's that. But I think the difference is with boxing, they'd have to get into the sanctions, right? Like they'd have to be uh, you know, sanctioned by a body uh, or at least allowed to put on fights by the sanctioning bodies. They already have the state stuff taken care of. Uh, because even to wrestle in certain states, they have to be licensed and all that stuff. Uh, so the WWE takes care of all that stuff. But I, I, I would think there's it's way more political um, behind the scenes than that. And what I mean by political, I don't mean actual like politics per se. Uh, like with <laughs> with politicians, I mean more with just kind of the government agencies in those particular cities, and then the boxing sanctions, um, sanctioning uh, committees, and things of that nature. I'm going to swipe left here and tell you I do not think that the WWE would be successful boxing promoters. It's one thing to have a lot of money and use a lot of money to throw it at things and think that you can just build stuff, but they're experts at putting on pro wrestling shows. They're not experts at putting on boxing shows. Doesn't mean they couldn't hire you know, or, or do a deal with Oscar De La Hoya and say, hey, let's have you come do this for us. But in terms of them doing it themselves, they've already kind of shown you. Um, we tried to go from wrestling to football, and that didn't work. I would strongly urge Stephanie McMahon, you're doing great the way you are. Stay in your lane. Do what you're an expert at. I would say that knowing how successful WWE has become, especially with like her and her husband, Triple H, kind of like starting to take over the reins, I feel like they could definitely do it. And like she said, yeah. think about like wrestling. Wrestling used to be... You know, like boxing in a way where it was like a sanctioned sport and it wasn't just solely, you know, it wasn't totally fake back in the day. When I'm, they took totally, I'm just going to say this. Um, I, I Listen, if somebody knows boxing a lot better than me, certainly the business of it, great. Beto would be a good guy for it. But boxing is all over the place because it doesn't have a UFC where the league employs the guys. And, the, and the, maybe that's not such a great thing. I know people don't think the UFC fighters get paid properly, but... Boxing is all over. It's not a league. So to try and create a league, people have been talking about this for 30 years, maybe longer. It's never really happened. Okay. Well, I don't see it. moving on to the next one. There's just too many, there's too many chefs in the kitchen in boxing. Um, but I, I think it would take someone like a WWE or even Dana White, who used to be a boxing guy many, many years ago, like with the UFC, to try to bring it all together. I, I just still don't think it'd be possible. There's too many guys drinking at that trough still that have been around for way, way too long for that to change. That was like two two really, really good cliches in one sentence there. Yeah. Nice too job, many chefs George. in the kitchen and too many guys drinking at that trough. Good yeah. job. Yeah. All right, next Cap, one. you know what a trough is? I mean, I'm able to put it together, I mean, you know, because of my whole horse racing background, but I think yeah. I know what it is. Yeah, it's just like a little like a container like a that uh, animals drink out of. Yeah. yeah. You know, they also called the bathrooms at the old Cleveland Municipal right. Stadium right. the troughs. Right. That's Cleveland when there were not individual urinals. There's just, just one big Dude thing. walks in and just yeah. like 10 guys standing there at the same trough. Yeah. Now, I didn't experience that as a woman, but I hear it was pretty, pretty gross. I bet. Men are disgusting. 
Sure are. Listen, bathrooms now are disgusting. Well, I sure mean, are. in general, but men particularly are disgusting. We're disgusting, filthy animals. Yeah, just imagine. Oh, anyway. Well, to wipe that image out of your head. So some people will try anything for viral fame, including pilk, which is a drink, which is sometimes referred to as dirty soda. And it's been an Internet fascination for years, but it became a TikTok trend in this last week following a Pepsi advertisement where Lindsay Lohan drank the half Pepsi, half milk mixture. Multiple hashtags for the drink, which has been met with both uh, enthusiasm and disgust, have garnered a cumulative 40 million views. A lot of these videos are people like pouring the Pepsi into a glass of milk and then they drink it and then they share their reaction. Most people seem to think that the drink tastes pretty good. Would you guys try the viral pilk trend? Swipe left or swipe right, Kepi? I swipe right. Um, it doesn't really sound appealing to me, but then again, you know, you've had a root beer float at one time in your life. Mm-hmm. I think that the mixing of cola and milk, isn't it called an egg cream? Does anybody know if I'm right on that? I mean, I could be getting really old school on you here. I don't know because I feel like that might have been mentioned if that were the case, but I could be wrong. No, I'm I'm telling you, I think that I think that when you mix cola, Pepsi or Coke with milk, I think it's I think it's called an egg cream. It says an egg cream is a cold beverage consisting of milk, carbonated water and flavored syrup. Yeah. And then, George, check me on this. But when we were kids, remember the TV show Laverne and Shirley? Remember that show? I do. Shamil Shamazel. Right. Wasn't Laverne, wasn't that like her drink? I don't remember that specific. Yeah. Um, but I, would, I, I wouldn't I would try it. Swipe left for me, I'm out. Uh, first of all, I don't love milk. Um, let's be honest with that. Like, first of all, you shouldn't... I'm with Bergman on this, which is rare, but I, I don't think... Like, you really don't need milk after, like, no, the age don't. of, like, whatever. Like, You don't need milk ever, actually, because we're I'm, the only right. species on the planet that drinks the milk of another species. Correct. Really? No other really species gross. drink somebody else's milk? Nope. Only us. Yeah, they drink each other's milk, like yes. the mother's milk or something like that. But beyond that, yeah. We, we drink cow's milk. Yeah. No, we drink almond milk. Yeah, but that's not an right. animal. Yeah. Oat milk. I drink almond milk. That's not an animal. You know what I mean. And an oat is also not an animal. I don't know if you realize that, too. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they I don't do, know, they, <laughs> they don't drink out of troughs like the cows do. I just don't understand why this became such a big TikTok trend when I'm telling you this thing's been going on forever. Okay. Well, I believe I, you. I, I, I don't know. I never heard of it. And I guess, you know, Lindsay Lohan in a Pepsi ad will do that because you said that this was a thing from back when you were a kid. I'm sure like Gen Z, which is really, you know, that's probably the target audience of TikTok. They've probably never heard of it. I bet your kids have never heard of a, an egg cream. You know, text them and ask them. I bet none of them know what you're talking about. Oh, I'm quite certain you're right about that. So Exactly. So now it's, it's viral for a whole new generation. I'm going to try it, too. There was one where I saw like people dipping Oreos in theirs. Ew. Yeah, Laura doesn't like that idea. Yeah, I like Pepsi. I'm a Pepsi guy, um, but I don't, yeah, I don't, milk, no thanks, I'm good. Pilk, pilk, it's pilk. Yeah, you I know. know. I drank, you know what I drank this weekend? I never drank soda. You know what I drank this weekend? What? Sierra Mist. You ever have a Sierra yeah, Mist? Yeah, it's basically Sprite. It's damn good. I mean, it's kind of like Sprite, though. Yeah, well, I wanted Sprite, but they didn't have Sprite. So they gave you Sierra Mist. It's the Pepsi product version. It's pretty good. Yeah. I'll, I'll drink some Diet Soda I bet kiss. you it tastes almost exactly the same. Yeah, it's a little more bubbly, I feel like, Sierra Mist. A little bit more. Yeah. I didn't know if it was more on the mist. Be, I didn't yeah, know exactly. if it was a Sprite comp or a Mountain Dew comp. I wasn't oh, really def- sure. No, it's definitely no mount- a Sprite. Yeah, there's no, no Mountain Dew. No, good. Mountain Dew is kind of on its own yeah. island. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. But I, I like the uh, Diet Sun Kiss. That's my jam. Oh, okay. All right, last one here. So we all heard all the big hullabaloo over the weekend when Deion Sanders 
arrived in Boulder on Sunday where he was officially announced as Colorado's next head coach. Coach Prime. Yep, Coach Prime came with a very clear message to the current Buffaloes players too. He told his new team that he's, quote, already got some positions filled and he's coming with some baggage that he already has his quarterback picked out, of course, his son Shadur, Shadur, and that they're more than welcome to, quote, hit the transfer portal to make more room. Do you guys have an issue with what Prime Time Coach Prime said to his new team? Swipe left or swipe right, Sidano? Uh, do I have a problem with it? So if I have a problem with it, I should swipe left or right? Right. Okay, I don't have a problem with it, so I will swipe left. Uh, I, you know, look, in a perfect world, would like I have liked him to do that in private as opposed to being recorded? I guess, sure, but... The reality is he's being honest with them. And secondly, this is a two-way street now with the portal. My phone has been going off all day with alerts on kids going into the portal from all sorts of different schools. Uh, Big-time schools, not-so-big-time schools, Power 5, Group of 5, you name it, they're in there. So uh, I don't think it's a huge issue. And I do think, I love the way he said it. I brought my own luggage, and it's Louie. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, I was going to grab the sound, but it's too hard to hear. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to hear. But it was, it was. Uh, look, I think it's a smart move. I've told you this for weeks. I know, Cappy, you were stunned that he took it. I told you, yep. don't sleep on Colorado. It's a good move because USC and UCLA will be out of the conference soon. And my guess is some semblance of, like, Oregon or Washington or who knows who else will also be gone to the Big Ten. So it's going to be a very winnable conference in a couple years. See, here's my thought. Number one, you're right. I was very surprised. Um, When we started to talk about this, I thought, hey, Colorado, good for you. Like, good idea. Get some attention for your program. But he's not really going to take the job. I don't know what exactly they did to convince him to take the job, whether it's his own salary or whether it's NIL money that they're going to put out there. I'm not really sure. I'm going to take a guess here that, George, when you talk about USC and UCLA leaving and possibly Oregon and Washington, I would guess that Coach Prime is this is a short-term deal. This Just my own guess, but if his son comes there and plays for him and once his son is off to the NFL, I still see Prime as a Florida, Louisiana, Georgia. I see him as a Southern guy. I see him in the ACC, the SEC. So I love the move for Prime. I don't know what it is that they did to convince him to take the job. But um, I don't see it as like a long-term situation. We'll see in a couple of years. Yeah, look, do I think it's the last place he'll ever be? No, I, I don't. But I think it's a great place to start because here's the thing. Places like Auburn that had a job didn't want to take on uh, Deion Sanders for whatever stupid reason they had. Um, and I bet you Deion Sanders will end up having more success. By the way, in a Pac-12, which this got me thinking too. I was talking to Mina Kimes about this earlier today in the TV building. Like the Pac-12 is really good this year. Like if you look at it, it might be the second best conference in the in college football this year. And the fact they're going to break this up, it actually makes me more sad to think that they're going to break this thing up because it feels like they finally have got this thing going. The coaching in the Pac-12 is incredible right now. Yeah, they had a great year and, and it wasn't just USC and UCLA, and it was Oregon, and you could throw Washington. In Washington. Washington State was good. Right. Oregon I mean, State was Oregon good. Oregon State was definitely good. I mean, yeah. the, the conference was much Utah, better yeah. this year. Right. We didn't even mention the, the champs, the team that beat USC twice. I just don't think Deion Sanders will be there that long. But I got to tell you, George, I know there was a lot of debate about this. You know, you're leaving an HBCU, but you're going to a big time job. And there, I, I'm shocked by it, to be honest. But, um, 
but I am certainly going to be sitting at the 50-yard line watching this whole thing. You, How long does it take You're Deion Sanders? Well, no, I'm not like like literally. I'm like figuratively. Oh. Oh. How long does it take Deion Sanders to do for Colorado what Lincoln Riley did for USC? Oh, no, they're think, way worse. Right. right. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be in the playoff. I don't think they're going to be competing for a Pac-12 title. I don't know that they're he going to have a Heisman Trophy winner next year. He needs three to four years there, I think. I don't think he'll be there. Okay. Uh, we'll see. I, I, I would... I mean, but I, I did love all the social media. I love, I love the fact that you get to watch all this stuff go down. Yeah, I mean, he, he is a performer. Are you just doubling down on your take because you didn't think he'd be there from the beginning? No, no, I, I didn't think he'd be there. I admit that. O- only, and I say this only because you, you've been infamous at times for doubling and tripling down on your take, and you've well, been gladly willing to do it. So that's why I I'm asking. I just feel like he's coaching his son to the NFL, and then when his son gets to the NFL, this is a great stepping stone job for him. To okay. prove that he is a big-time D1, Power Maybe. 5, conference kind of guy. Maybe, but I, I do think that he's that, um, and I also think that he um, he will have success there. And I think that you talk about the transfer portal. I know we got to hit this break, but apparently the portal is already buzzing with people that want to come play for him. Yeah, so I'm saying. All right, that is uh, Radio Tinder each and every day at 530 adjacent. All right, coming up next, AD's back, back again. Tell a friend. All right, we're going to get to that, and we'll cappy – Come, will Cabby repent at the altar of King James? We'll get to that in a second. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, happy birthday, Jay. Uh, real quick, last segment, of course, Tequila Mandala always is the sponsor for Radio Tinder. Swipe right on Tequila Mandala, award-winning small batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agaves available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com. Up your game and demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. Cappy, he's only like a few months older than you. Let's see, what's today's date? Today's December 5th? Yeah. I am going to turn 53 in February. Yeah. I mean, Jay, I feel like you and Jay, while being similar age, I feel like there's a little bit of a gap there. Little? Uh, I mean, yeah, George, I mean, this is not a a little gap at all. I mean, if we were to look at bank accounts, for example, you know, he's got a billion dollars and I've got like 20 bucks, you know? (laughs) Laura, what did you just say? I said, man, he loves counting people's money. You do love to count other people's money. <laughs> well, when you say that there's a gap between us, what did you have in mind? I mean, I mean, Laura, you right away I'm, jumped in with a little. I mean, what what I mean, what kind of gap are we talking about? A here? swag gap. Yeah, swag for sure. <laughs> oh, swag. Yeah. Oh, a swag gap. Yeah, he's very up high. You're very not that high up. Really? Mm-hmm. You now, have swag, but not not Jay Z swag. Not Jay Z. Not Jay Z swag, huh? No. no. Yeah, I know. It's 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 just hard though for me, you know. Like I want Jay Z swag, but you know, I'm just I, you know I don't have what he has. You know, I don't have the number of hit records that he's got. I don't have Beyonce as a wife. You know, careful. I mean, I just, just don't have those things. Uh oh. No. No, I mean I got a I got a great lady, but I mean she ain't Beyonce. She ain't no Beyonce. Yeah. She Rachel. Yeah, she Rachel. She in her own lane. Don't worry about right. it. You got you got Bay and Ray. <laughs> you feel me? 
Who calls her Bay? Who calls Beyonce Bay? Some people call her Bay. Okay. Those who are really down do. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Those who, if you know, you know, Linz. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So there is a big gap between me. There is. I mean, and I'm just saying. I just didn't realize you were, there was that short of a gap from an age perspective, though. Me neither. Yeah. Me neither. I didn't. Huh? Wow. Uh, all right. So Jeff Passan's going to join us in eight minutes or so. And we will talk baseball with him, ESPN MLB Insider. We'll get the latest on the Dodgers and everybody else and see what the hell's happening. But real quick, are you ready? You sat here on this show, Cap, and said that nobody could be the man on a team that LeBron James is on. That no one else other than LeBron James could allow, be allowed to be the man. And right now, Anthony Davis is the man. Mm-hmm. So what is it you want me to do? I want you to repent for your sins. What sins did I like, You besmirched do? both Anthony Davis and LeBron, in that matter. How did I do such a thing? I mean, you basically said that they were incapable of doing what you uh, said they were incapable of. <laughs> really? I said that they were incapable of doing something that they're incapable of, but they are capable of doing it, so no, they're not you incapable? S- you said they were incapable of doing something you believed they were incapable of. Well, let me ask you guys. Yeah. Um, at the time, Anthony Davis wasn't averaging 39 points a game. Yeah. You know, and, and LeBron. I mean, he was still averaging like twenty six or seven. You know, it wasn't like he was. That's thirty some odd percent less. I, I I get it, but there it's nobody really averages thirty nine points a game like for a season. Unless, right, like but you got to go back to like Wilt. I mean, but like over the course of the last nine games, where the team has gone seven and two, yeah, something has changed drastically. Yeah, and I gotta think that Darvin Ham has either spoken to LeBron one on one. And then spoken to AD one on one, and who knows, maybe brought all of them together. But at the time earlier in the season, the the question was, why can't AD be this guy when he and LeBron are on the floor together? And remember, they were in the middle of losing a bunch of games, you know. And I I look at LeBron as being an a, an overwhelming personality, and I'm wondering if AD was feeling that way. But then between LeBron, dude, I'm telling you, you have to be the number one. I'm willing to say it publicly. I'm willing to feed you the ball, but you got to you got to take control of this. And maybe it's Darvin Ham saying, "AD, he's not just talking it, man. I know he's LeBron, and you may have even had a poster of him when you were a kid on the on the wall. But he's a super smart basketball player who's brought you to here to be his guy. Be the guy." I don't know if it was something the coach said, something LeBron said, something clicked with AD. I, I literally don't know, but can we agree that something is drastically different today than, call it, 10 or 12 games ago? Yeah, he's finally figured it out. Well, that's good news for Laker fans. Yeah. I mean, I if know. you don't believe me, you know. Ask Dave. Dave will tell you. Go ask Dave or something. I don't know. I don't need to ask Dave. Just saying. I just don't feel like I need to repent, you know? I mean, you besmirched the book of James. I don't know that there was any besmirching. It was besmirching. I'm not a besmircher. You are. I don't even know how to besmirch. I mean, you do. I guess maybe subconsciously because I don't yeah. know that when I'm besmirching, I'm besmirching. Yeah. I mean, you. We. I mean, literally, this business is about. I mean, half half of like talk radio is besmirching. Okay. Well, just didn't use that word. Yeah. Guess I've been doing it, not knowing it. <laughs> Little did I know. You've been a <laughs> a subconscious besmircher or or a a, a um, unwilling besmircher. I would say an unintentional besmircher. Okay, there you go. There you go. Wait, wait. You think I've been an intentional dis- besmircher? I mean, Laura believes so. I believe. 
I just love that drop. And I mean, there is that too. You know, yeah. Oh, you just want it anytime you can find that yeah. one. Yeah. But you see, I was reading this article today. Okay? What article were you reading? Okay, this was an article that was put on our rundown. Yeah. Okay, it's from a, a website called Lakers Nation. Happen to love Lakers Nation. I yeah. use that website a lot. Do they? Uh, uh, why, why is that you love Lakers Nation so much? Well, because I know the guys who run Lakers Nation. My man, Matt Moreno. My yeah. man, Ian Chin. Yeah. And so anyway, this article is all about how Anthony Davis is saying that me, LeBron, and Russ are starting to figure it out. Yeah. And I agree with that. You just want Brody to be part of this. You want this to be a big three really bad at this point for some reason. I don't know why you want it so bad that, that you want it to be a big three, but you do want it to be a big three. Because I love Brody. You don't really. You just love saying the name Brody. No, no. I love Russell Westbrook. Understand. Yeah. I hated Russell Westbrook. I know. And now I love Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. I think I embody the feelings of the Laker fan base. Mm. A year ago, he well, when they signed him, it was championship. It's all happening. Yeah. Then the season happened. AD was hurt. Uh, LeBron was hurt. A, uh, Russ was unhappy. Mm. He and the coach couldn't get along. He thought he had earned his respect elsewhere, but didn't have to earn it here, et cetera, et cetera. Going into the season, all anybody talked about was trading him. And the first... Like, even in preseason, wait, I'm the sixth man? <laughs> sixth man, my hamstring hurts. I'm not no sixth man. But he's he's eased into somehow this role. I think we're underestimating how Darvin Ham is communicating with superstar talent like AD and Russ. I mean, listen, I can tell you, I had a one-on-one conversation with him about how he's communicating with these players. Okay, so maybe next time you have this one-on-one conversation, you could do me a favor and call me and go, hey, man. And can you uh, just repeat that for just, Cap here on just, speaker? Just got done here with, uh, yeah. with Darvin Ham. A few things I thought you might need to know. Yeah. Yeah. He's, listen, he was like, I'm, I'm on these guys all the time. I'm in constant communication with, not on like in a bad way, but like in constant communication with these guys. And it showed. By the way, when I interviewed AD in that walk-off, and look, we can hear, you'll hear me. Like we have, I believe we have the audio. You, you'll hear me um, pause for a second because we get smothered by Darvin Ham, who ran to us, including me for some reason, and and hugged us and then ran away again, like in the middle of an interview and on, you know, on national television. AD, this thing was a slugfest. How did you guys pull this off? Battle. Um, Six-game road trip. We knew it was going to be tough coming in here in this building. This team is playing very well. One of the top teams in the league. We're great players. Um, Chris coming back. Gonna have a lot of energy here at home and the resiliency. You know, this is like a playoff game. You know, two teams battling and who's able to just execute towards the end and, and come up with the victory. You've been in an incredible zone here over the last nine games. What is going on with your game right now? 44 tonight. Uh, rhythm, getting the rhythm, having fun, playing basketball. That's it. What about you versus Giannis? This is only the second time that a Bucks Lakers game has had two 40 point scores. You got to go back to Shaq and Big Dog Glenn Robinson. What is it like to compete against Giannis? <laughs> Here's yeah, Coach Ham right there. Uh, it's always fun competing against him, man. You know, one of the top players in the game, and, you know, he brings the best out of me. And I'm right, you sure can bring I do this the down. same. Now he's just talking about him and Giannis. Did you ask Anthony Davis, hey, man, um, before we do this interview, you mind, like, taking a seat here on the scorer's table? Because um, oh, you're, do like, that. seven feet tall, and I'm like... I know, do that to every seven-footer. You do, yeah. There, anyone sit. who is legitimately, like, seven feet or taller, I, mm-hmm. I tell them sit on the scorer's table. Mm-hmm. You so, tell them or you ask them? 
I say, hey, can you sit on the scorer's table? Hey, man, sit your ass down. Well, I, I tell them that because it's also better for them because when they – if. I mean, most people that they're being interviewed by in that scenario are short people like me, and they have to, like, bend over all the time, and they're already tired from running up and down 94 feet for, you know, two hours. So it's actually doing, giving them a break, too, to just, like, sit and chill. That was very, that was very nice of you. And I said that to him. I said, you know, I, I like having the seven-footers sit down because, A, you can relax, and, B, I don't look like your child interviewing you. Mm. And he laughed. He thought it was funny. It's quite a turtleneck you had rocking the other night. I, we can get into that a little later. Let's talk to Jeff Passan next.